Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims, and with me this morning is Louis Swan, the executive director of Sight.org, restoring sight and spreading the gospel in Togo, Africa. Very interesting topic today. Good morning, Louis. Great hey. to have you with us. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. You bet. And don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Louis, tell me, first of all, about Site.org. In a nutshell, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> uh, Site.org is a program that I started, uh, my wife and I started in 2012, and we go to the, uh, some of the most remote parts of West Africa, bringing site-restoring surgeries and eye care to a population that have zero access to eye care. Mm -hmm. And between that, we also uh, share, do ministry and sharing the gospel, and we try to go to the root of the problem, which is largely nutrition, and in which case we have an agriculture program that teaches modern agriculture, resulting in 10 times the production of traditional farming. Mm -hmm. We want to get into that a little bit more later in the show. I should mention that you are based in Tyler, and uh, there are opportunities for people in Tyler and really all around the world to get involved. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Let's see, your uh, physical address, a foundation office address, I should say more correctly, 3600 Old Bullard Road, 102D in Tyler. And you have business hours, 10 in the morning until 6.30 in the evening. And uh, a couple of staff people, as you're listening to the show this morning, folks, and you think you might want to drop by, those are the business hours. Phone number is 903-717-7227. And we just gave out the website because that's the name of the organization, so you can also go to the website to... Um, communicate by email and there is an email contact form on the website as well site.org began in what uh, did you say 2012 2012 oh, okay right. yeah tell me uh, a little bit about your background first of all mm -hmm. and what was happening with you and your heart and in your vision if you will to uh, inspire you and your wife to really get going with this project yeah, uh, I was in Africa for about three years uh, prior to starting this. Mm -hmm. and uh, what On mission trips? No, I was with Mercy Ships, actually. Mercy Ships? Yeah. Okay, well, I, uh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, obviously, a very, very well-known organization. Mm -hmm. That's quite a big background in itself, but please go on. Yeah, I was uh, working in public relations at the time. And in 2011, I really came to a new place in my faith. And it just started one piece after another where... I was a Christian, and I was a new Christian uh, for the most part. And as far as whenever I would get into the Word, it would talk about reaching to reaching the unreached. And for me, that was everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was in Africa, it was all around me. And so at first it was going to be a ministry, and soon after that turned into a medical ministry in a really unique way in which uh, I essentially felt called to adopt another person's vision, even though I had no idea what that was. <laughs> and it's a silly uh, faith thing. And, uh, and so I adopted that vision, and that was uh, uh, taking sight to the blind in rural Africa. Mm -hmm. And again, your background in public relations, and yeah. I know that uh, that makes you, I guess you could say, a people person. And, yeah. yeah like, uh, do you consider that so. an important part of making the kinds of connections that you've made to make this project successful? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, uh, at the same time, sometimes I feel like I'm the most uh, unqualified person to have ever started something like this <laughs> at times. Uh, but it's it helps me, I suppose, put pieces together. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, on honestly, I try not to think too much of my abilities, but uh, looking above. Mm -hmm. 
I want to come back just very briefly to Mercy Ships for anyone who's not familiar with that, and it's a very well-known organization. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, Mercy Ships is based in Smith County and sends ships, I guess, around the world, largely to Africa, to perform medical procedures. So you're doing kind of the same thing in a way, only focusing on site and focusing on one specific country, which is Togo. Yeah, I, th I think what one thing that I did take from uh, Mercy Ships, which was very, very positive in terms of what I do, mm -hmm. is uh, my main job was hosting journalists. Uh, I think one of my last teams was 60 Minutes, which they did a really big, uh, great uh, show on 60, 60 Minutes, minutes. A few years ago. Okay. And oh, on, on Mercy Ships. On Mercy yeah, Ships. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was hosting that team and several other teams before that. And the great part about that is, uh, you know, Mercy Ships has an eye program, agriculture program different surgical programs and for me my job was to know a little bit about every everything mm -hmm. uh, from the details of the ship to the details of the programs and so whenever uh, this my friend of mine uh, Peter who I barely knew is this uh, African uh, gentleman pastor uh, told me we need to send uh, go to the remote parts of Africa and um, and give sight to the blind that was uh, I, I kind of had an idea of how I could do that mm -hmm. and so it, was, it wasn't too daunting it was daunting but mm -hmm. it wasn't too daunting and at least I uh, had some familiarity in how the government worked mm -hmm. uh, which was a big deal uh, yeah. being I hosted dignitaries and worked amongst these people and what it showed me is I worked with really smart pr best people in their field and the most encouraging thing is how human everybody is mm -hmm. and how, you know, we're all pretty simple people in the root of it. And so uh, it gave me a little confidence to step out there to the government, and uh, they reluctantly let us begin. And actually two years later, after we started, we became the number two eye program in the nation mm. in the first two years. And in the beginning, we were just, <laughs> it was me and two West Africans, and none of us had any background and and real medical field or anything and they just uh, he was a very nice man that let us begin and two uh -huh. years later he's uh, he's really happy that he did that talking to lewis swan with tyler-based site.org which does site work and related work in togo africa i'm john sims this is in focus uh, my curiosity overwhelms me did you actually get to be on 60 minutes uh, there's a glimpse of me okay. i was mainly behind the camera <laughs> yeah uh, but I was a, uh, I guess, a body at some point. So okay. They, 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 uh, just something yeah. that I was wondering about, and maybe our listeners were too. The, the, but that connection, that Mercy Ships connection, I, that, that's important. It shows that you really do have a solid background for this kind of work. And um, I'm just getting to know you myself. And uh, obviously you've had a lot of success with the site.org project as well. We have. Uh, I want to focus um, on some of the things that you can find on the website and Basically, you're re looking to reach the blind, the malnourished, and the unreached. And it says here over 80,000 people in Togo are blinded by preventable eye diseases. And your team basically is helping restore sight through cataract and pterygium surgeries. That's a new word to me. Mm -hmm. with, uh, glaucoma treatments, eyeglasses, and you also teach eye health education to prevent blindness in the communities that you serve. That's the main thing. And then we'll get into the malnourished and the unreached in just a little bit. But uh, about how many people are basically engaged with site.org right now? How many people do you have and what different kinds of disciplines and skills and um, gifts do they do they bring to the table? Well, I'd say like our whole team is about 12 people, and that's including uh, 
the team in Africa and the team in Texas, uh-huh. plus an additional couple of volunteers that come and go, whether it's a doctor or a diff- or TSO, which is a medical positions okay. that we have in Africa. And outside of that, the rest of the team are the people that keep us running, which are our supporters. And I would say there's about 200, uh, just shy of 200 supporters mm-hmm. that keep us going at this point. Okay, you're talking about financial support? Faithful. Faithful. Wonderful, faithful financial supporters mm-hmm. that uh, okay. keep us running. And, um, yeah, we're doing surgery actually today, and by the end of this week, we would have 50 surgeries done, and we can never do that uh, without the support of our, of our donors. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot for just 12 people, but if you have the right people doing the right things, I guess really miraculous things can happen. They're a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Totally. Would have to be. Uh, about maybe in a year's time, How? okay, you said 50 surgeries within a week's time, so that translates into... Uh, let's... Not quite. <laughs> Rural uh, surgical, surgical care is challenging. Uh, and I, was, I think you're about to go into times 52, which we don't do surgeries. I was about to. I'm not going to yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that, and that's why very few people do it. Uh, the people that we're reaching, we're finding people that have been blinded for over 10 years simply mm-hmm. because nobody's going, and sometimes beyond that, 15 years or more. But when you're doing rural medical care, there's a lot of follow-up that has to do with uh, surgeries, uh-huh. eye surgeries. So if you're doing 50 a week in all these different regions, the follow-up, it's just logistical nightmare. And so essentially we have to have surgeries six weeks separated, and that's because of the follow-up that's in between. Mm-hmm. So technically we do eye surgeries every, uh, every six weeks, mm-hmm. which amounts to 550 or more surgeries per year. Okay. So, um, Right now, our support's enabling us to do 550 surgeries, but our growth is uh, going to be a result of more support equaling more surgeries. I think our, our current team, though, I think would be capable of doing 1,000 surgeries per year. Hmm. Okay. And you've yep. been going for just maybe a little under five years now, and I'm yeah. sure you're growing and taking on more responsibility. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. The malnourished eye diseases in West Africa, you tell us, largely affected by malnutrition and how does that fit into your scheme when i first learned about um uh, site.org through a good mutual friend of ours jim woldridge very much mm-hmm. involved in the volunteer community in tyler i thought okay well they uh, fix people's eyes but it goes well beyond that doesn't it yeah it does let's talk about that a little bit the agriculture piece uh, dealing with malnutrition yeah so before uh, between surgeries we obviously have about four or five weeks uh, between surgeries mm-hmm. During that time, we then go to the villages of the areas that we're trying to serve, and that's where we try to hit the root of the problem, mm-hmm. which is malnutrition. Uh, sometimes water can be a con- contributing factor, but in this region, water is typically not a factor, uh, but nutrition is. And whenever you have pretty much the same agriculture that people have been doing for a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. There's just modern farming that, uh, modern techniques, and it may be something not to do with intelligence, but an insect may kill a plant. But then there's another insect that's attracted to another plant that kills the insect of the other plant. Mm-hmm. Put them together, and next thing you know is you have a plant surviving and not dying as a result of uh, infestation. Uh-huh. Stuff like that, that it's really just hard to pattern that we know in modern agriculture. So by training this, we teach people what results in 10 times the production of traditional farming, mm. eliminating malnutrition, 
boosting the economy. And hopefully, if we go into a village and select a few people, train them up for one to four months, uh, we have a training system that goes about that long, and then we return them, the idea is that if they share that with the other community, you lift them out of poverty, and in the future, hopefully, we don't have to go back to do surgery because they can pay for it themselves. Okay, and that answers part of my next question. By the way, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. We're talking to Louis Swan, CEO of Tyler-Based-Site.org, working to restore sight and spread the gospel in Togo, Africa. You say you have 12 people. Well, um, when you talk about this ripple effect, I guess that starts to multiply. And really, you have people on the ground. And that, uh, when I say on the ground, it might mean here in Tyler doing important work in the office, or it might mean people in Africa. And you have folks that uh, are from the United States, and mm -hmm. also a lot of people in Togo who are not just getting their eyes fixed and learning how to farm correctly. They're actually part of the process of teaching and uh, doing the kind of work that you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Resulting in a ripple effect. About how many people would you say are in, engaged with your agency from from that perspective, including all the people that uh, are are kind of helping spread the word amongst uh, their own folks in Togo? Or do you uh, even crunch numbers on that? Is it important to you? Crunch numbers on the ministry side or the medical side? The ministry side, the medical side, just uh, everything you've got going. Well, uh, from the medical side, uh, it's it's just a pretty small team. In fact, we've shrunk over time because hmm. of how cross-train the team is i mean just super well oiled and in fact uh etmc actually donated an ambulance yeah and that's what we do our surgeries in it's mm -hmm. a perfect uh, surgical facility and our team i hold is true is the best team in the country in terms of sterilization uh -huh. they have the best sterilization process and we're actually training other teams and so uh, a few years ago the government uh, allowed us to begin, but now we're actually training the government in how to do what we do. Mm -hmm. And so that's the medical side. From the ministry side, you know, it's uh, it's very, it's challenging. We go to lots of villages and we do, you know, the Jesus film and do uh, ministering discipleship. But if, statistically, if, uh, you know, if we're doing our ministry part, if you go to a village and you show a film and get mm -hmm. people to come to the altar call statistically if you go back one year later only two percent would be still living true to their commitment a year mm -hmm. prior and so we uh, really stay and remain uh in what we watch virtually a house church and we stay with uh four house churches a year at this point okay and in terms of the ripple effect i'd rather disciple one person to become an evangelist then try to evangelize everybody myself mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. if you evangelize everybody yourself you're always going to be the one evangelist but uh we impact a small group that then impacts their community and that's really what i'm getting at that ripple yeah. effect you have maybe 12 people that are officially part of site.org but it's not just 12 people there is that ripple effect there are people in africa yes. spreading the word and uh our arms our arms or tentacles would be these house yeah. churches yeah okay tell me what is a house church exactly it's like a, it looks like a study group it's a group of people that love each other and um and i was just in africa two weeks ago uh -huh. and i went to revisit one of these house churches and as far as the i when I went, you know, I'm a storyteller and I like um, PR background. So I, I went there kind of thinking, okay, what is our story? Is it just we do eye surgeries and there's a big impact or, or is it deeper than that or is it something else? And, and it really spoke to me in this last trip 
we do eye surgeries for blind people. We do agriculture for malnourished people. But whenever I compare the life transformation from the eye surgeries to the where God's touched people, there's no comparison whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, eye surgeries, great. It's important. As Christians, I think we should go and meet the needs, which that's the greatest need that we ever see. And it's awesome. But it opens the door to something much, much deeper. And um, we've seen people just totally broken, uh, totally freed. And, uh, and, and it's crazy. It's like I don't know why God works the way he does in certain places or around certain demographics, if that's really how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't totally understand God, of course. But then this last trip, for example, every time a, teen, a patient or a, a, a one of our church members asked us for prayer, God answered that within 24 hours. Mm. And one example, my favorite example from last trip, this lady said, my son hasn't been home in four years. I don't know where he is. I have no way to contact him. I don't even know if he's alive. And I just would like for you guys to pray that my son returns. He showed up the next Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> just like healings, stomach healings, uh, sleep, not narcolepsy. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. crazy. And, but the, the whole village is hearing this. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You talk about the Jesus film. There have been a lot of films made about Jesus. Is this yeah. one that's officially known as the Jesus film? Yeah, there's one that's known as the Jesus film. Okay. It's, it's translated in uh, 1,200 languages. Oh, yeah. It's the wide, most widely shown film in the world. Okay, evangelizing door-to-door, providing discipleship through local ministry partners, sharing the good news, as you put it, in a country where 280,000 people have never heard the gospel and uh, still working on it uh, day and night, 365, 24-7, 365, I think. Pretty much, how yeah. it goes. Okay. Uh, talking again to um, Louis Swan. Uh, executive Director of Sight.org, based in Tyler, working in Togo, West Africa, to restore sight, spread the gospel, and uh, help the malnourished. A uh, little bit more storytelling here. Um, under the auspices of what is what life is like for the people you serve. Uh, the show's moving quickly. I don't know if we can cover all of this or not, but there's a person, I believe, named John Away. Mm-hmm. Tell me about John Away. John Away is the, my f- favorite story, and uh, I think one of my favorite stories... He uh, showed up uh, as just a blind kid and uh, wanted to talk to us about care and uh, getting care. And I got to know him, and uh, and there came a time where he wanted to recommit to Christ. And so I walked him through that, and a week later, we got him surgery. And, you know, whenever there, you have a new Christian, you see lots of different reactions. Sometimes mm-hmm. they shoot up, you know, as they, uh, you know, they, they shoot up or they get excited and it dwindles off in a week or whatever. But the coolest thing is uh, when you start to hear the testimony from others. Uh, for example, a chief. His, uh, his, the chief of his village came to our team and said, how did you transform this guy in, in two months to be from what he was to who he's become? And this guy, I mean, he was suicidal. He was, every time he couldn't get his hands on money, he was spending it all on alcohol. So mm-hmm. uh, just just a rough guy running around rough people. Yeah. And within just a couple of months, he's just, he's become one of the most, he and blind people in Africa, when you're in a blind person in the village, you're the lowest in the village uh, in terms of uh, status. You're kind of almost borderline ostracized. Uh, mm. You're the lowest. Yeah, and you're, you know that yourself, and, and that's how people see you. 
but he has risen, gone from the lowest to the very highest in the village in mm. terms of respect, not because he can see, because of what they're seeing. They're seeing a life transformed, and I tell you, it has nothing to do with an eye surgery. Mm. It has nothing to do with an eye surgery. His life is totally transformed, and everybody sees it. And, uh, and these people in his village are saying, this was a guy that would just walk around drunk and debauchery and such, and now he's the type that spent an hour praying over you and just really caring about the people in his village, which is a 180. Okay. Uh, I know you have at least one other story that we'll, that we'd like to tell if we have time under the auspices of the people you serve, but that one about John Away says a lot in a nutshell. Let's move on, though, to the volunteer piece, because we want people to understand how they can volunteer. Yeah. And let's talk about Rachel, just one of your volunteers. Yeah, she went uh, two trips ago, and w we have a, our, our eye program pretty much locked. Uh, we could use some ophthalmic surgeons and things like that uh, here and there, but what we're really needing are RN nurses. Uh, with a little bit of experience, doesn't it, you don't need a lot, but Rachel came as a new nurse. She just started ETMC about six months prior to, uh, to calling me, uh -huh. and she hit the ground running, and when we were going into these villages doing ministry, we lined up people needing uh, medical care. And I think in just four days, she saw something like 300 people with serious, serious stuff. I mean, people that should have gone, if they're in the U.S., they would have gone to the hospital months ago. But people are living with these horrible infections and diseases, and, uh, and, and, and often they, they're really sick, and they don't know why. And that's one of the saddest things when... And, and sometimes people are dying and they don't know why. Mm. And being that, whether it's finding the solution or finding the cure or just letting them know, like, this is what's going on. And I think the most touching thing Rachel was able to do is we saw this little girl who had a syringe that they explain, I've seen this before, where people say they were uh, injected and, and then they lost the use of their legs. And I mm. think that's when they hit a nerve. And this girl is walking on her knees. She was four years old, walking on her knees. She can't walk. Ah. So Rachel, while she was there, she spent $20 on a pair of crutches, taught the girl how to walk on crutches, and boom, her life's changed. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's going as a nurse, an RN nurse, is an incredible way to make a huge difference. Okay. Talking to Louis Swan, Executive Director of Sight.org, based in Tyler, working in Togo, Africa. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And I want to talk a little bit about um, how people can support you. Uh, financial support, of course, is key to what you yeah. do. If somebody wants to make a donation, I guess they can and probably do most of the time. Just go online to the donation tab, which is fairly commonplace on the Internet these days. Yeah, if you want to get to know us, uh, site.org, S-I-G-H-T dot org. Uh -huh. Great place. Uh, I also like to, for people to feel free to get to know us, get to know me if they want to message me and, uh, and arrange a phone call. Uh, we like to partner. Um, we really value the donors that we have are typically really faithful ongoing givers and that's because we have a partnership and a friendship and okay. so uh, I definitely invite that partnership alrighty and if they want to give you a call the number would be 903-717-7227 you can also drop by the office 3600 Old Bullard Road 102D in Tyler business hours 10 in the morning until 630 in the evening we just talked about one of your volunteers Rachel and you can do what Rachel does or you can bring your own expertise to the table uh, it says on the website that uh, if you're interested in serving site.org in any of 
any number of positions, surgery, pterygium removal, eye scrub technician, anesthesiologist. Uh, just uh, make that phone call, 903-717-7227. Drop by the office or shoot an email through the website, and you can do that if you just go to the contact tab. I tried it myself. Uh, volunteering in Tyler, and you say you have a small staff in your office, but it looks like there are several people that you can, uh, several ways, I should say, that you can volunteer in Tyler. What are some of the things that people can do if they really can't go to Africa but want to stay here in Tyler and help out? Yeah, um, I, I'm more of the creative type, and my team members more of the creative type, and that often does not uh, correlate with administrative administrative skills. <laughs> and, and so uh, having someone to come in that uh, people come in with administrative skills is, creates a great balance. Uh, I manage, but it's uh, it's always helpful to have different mindsets, and uh, that could look a look uh, different in a lot of ways. And um, and yeah, if, if someone's interested, it's more more so. Uh, is this right for you? Uh, I would say if you love administration, then it it may be right for you. And so that's the type of people that we're looking for in Tyler. Okay, bookkeeper, office volunteer, general volunteer, um, donate your birthday or any special holiday. Of course, you can also volunteer in Togo, Africa. And it's all on the website, site.org, which also conveniently happens to be the name of the agency. You can find out so much more and um, learn and get to know Lewis and his crew. Uh, Let's see. Um, what does it all cost? $150 per patient? Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Yeah. It, it used to cost double that when we started, and uh, we were able to lower the cost uh, down and down further and further. And that really co covers everything in between, but that's uh, that's what it costs to do an eye surgery. So mm -hmm. literally giving sight to the blind is as cheap as $150. Mm -hmm. That in itself, I agree, is pretty amazing. And financial donations, more than welcome. Just go to the website, click on that Donate tab, and go from there. Also wanted to bring attention to some things we won't have time to go into detail in today. But on the site.org website, there are blogs, and there are just several stories that Great people way to get tell. To know us. Great way to get to know us. I personally will recommend that highly since we won't be able to go into a lot of detail. Um... There was one other thing that I wanted to mention, and uh, agencies always have special events to bring attention and to raise money. And just recently, a couple of months ago, you wrapped up something called the first annual Sight Night, the Joy of Sight. Tell us a little bit about that and maybe a little bit about what you're planning for next year. Uh, yeah, we're planning exact same thing because it was just a home run for us. Uh, what we did, instead of people coming to an event and hearing me speak for an hour, which... I, I never really enjoy <laughs> going to those, but uh, we have it to where our artists that volunteer, amazing artists that donate their art, tell a story for us. They come up with an art piece and they find what was on our website or something about site.org that inspired that piece. And so you're really learning about site.org through them. And I'm just mingling in the crowd. It's uh, hors d'oeuvres wine, champagne, that type of event, uh, just a real nice casual, uh, good music, and a play time, an event that you can show up for 10 minutes or hang out hmm. with us for four hours. Okay. Uh, so it'll be an all-evening event. We do not have the date, but that would be next fall, 
and they can go to our website for more information on that. Last one was held on October 4th. Sounds real interesting. Um, a couple of things that I hope we did not overlook. Um, your heroes are your donors, so again, that's a way of encouraging people to donate, not only financially, but uh, in kind, through volunteering. Mm -hmm. You certainly encourage that. And totally. you kind of single out optometrists. Are optometrists yes. at the top of the list of people you really need right now? Well, actually, we're, we're partnering with optometrists in, in East Texas. Uh, essentially, we have optometrists that have chosen to donate $1 for every pair of glasses they sell, mm -hmm. and that's huge. I mean, it's uh, $1 adds up some clinics... Uh, have a few thousand people running through their uh, clinic each year, and they also donate eyeglasses. Uh -huh. That's another need we have. And so people can uh, mail their eyeglasses to our P.O. box, and you can get that on our website. And, uh, and optometrists uh, have, we just started a neat thing where they do a dollar per eyeglass. Eye and so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it just sounds like you have a great team, and I know it's something you feel that you have been called to do, and you're having a lot of success with your ministry, along with uh, correcting site issues, if you will, and taking care of the malnourished, largely by training farming students in modern farming techniques. Very interesting project. We are just about out of time, though, Lewis. It went quickly this morning, yeah. and um, I know this is not the kind of thing you do terribly often, even though you are... Uh, public relations type guy, but thanks so much for sharing this message. Thanks it's new to me, me, and I'm glad to help you get the word out about it. Yeah. Just to kind of wrap it up, over 80,000 people in Togo blinded by preventable eye diseases, and that's where your team comes in. You're also, uh, again, training farming students in modern, modern farming techniques that uh, reduce the chances that they will have eye problems, and you're spreading the gospel to the unreached. Your greatest passion to share the love of Christ. It's right there on the website. Louis Swan, Executive Director of Sight.org. Thanks so much for coming in this morning, sharing with us, and feel free to keep us posted on what you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. Again, Louis Swan, Executive Director of Sight.org, based in Tyler, working in Togo, Africa, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thanks so much for joining us, and as always, we will see you again next week on In Focus.